the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello. Just so you all know, we're recording this on the 6th of November. It is coming out on the 8th of November. Now, for the rest of the world that isn't the United States, you're like, okay. But for the United States, that's election day. We do not know what the vibe is going to be on this day. So okay, maybe little clues. We have we have hope of what Yo, the vibe will be on this so day. So much hope, and we just want to say we love you, and we're here for you. Yeah. And if the vibe of today's episode does not match the tone of the day, we didn't know how it was going to be, so we're just doing our best. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. And I think it uh, will be hard for the United States, no matter. Who wins, even though that we are hopeful. We are and, hopeful. And we are not letting negativity get into our brain. Big sun card energy. That's right. That's right. Kablow. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Do you have any babble? Uh, I don't. Do you? I do. I have oh, so much. Yeah. I, have so, I have two things. Okay. First of all, it's finally getting really, really cold. And just in time for that to happen, our furnace went out. No. Our furnace is out. So I was. No, this sucks. I was sitting at my desk, and you all don't know this, but I'm going to tell you. Right in front of my desk on the wall is the breaker panel, right? Mm-hmm. Super great, easy to get to, love it. The heater came on, which I know because it's in my office and it's loud as hell. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear this crack, and the heater turns off. And I oh was like, gosh. that was a breaker breaking okay let me check so i looked and i waited a little bit and i turned it back on and it did the same thing no why and i was like hmm so i went to my mom's room and i was like hey mommy (laughs) we need to call the furnace people because here's what's happening and they were like okay we will get to you as soon as we can it might be the 14th it might be the 22nd because it's winter you know and they're doing their best but uh we they put us on a no heat list so that mm. they can try to get to us quick quicker yeah, that's good we do have a fireplace oh yay it's a gas fireplace works great um i have hot water bottles blankets slippers my mom got me a space heater i was just gonna say everybody space heaters space heaters are good uh but yeah just in time just in time wow. for it to maybe kind of snow this week which is bullshit no it can't it i know can't. right tammy opens a show this it week. it cannot snow no i have stuff to do it's I can't, I can't. Uh, Oofba. but I love the cold because I love to cozy up and bundle up. But I do not love not having the option for a furnace. Right. So that's fun. Are you going to incorporate that in any way, shape or form into your magic these next couple of weeks while you wait? I'm just going to focus on toasty feelings, mm-hmm. toasty thoughts. Yeah. What's going to also happen is a lot of baking, a lot of cooking. Because, oh, because you have gas. Because I have gas. And so the yeah. the house will warm up because of that. Oh, that's really nice. And then in other news, we've got a therapy update. My doc was like, hey, guess what? You are borderline iron deficient, borderline B12 deficient, and borderline vitamin D deficient. So take some of those, please. And here's your prescription for Adderall. Mm. I'm really excited. I crowdsourced from my friends a bunch of like tips and tricks to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. But I'm really excited to experience something I've never experienced before, except maybe one time in my whole life. And that is a quiet brain. So we'll see if it works. And uh, wish me luck, everybody. Thanks. I'm excited, excited and scared. Yeah. (laughs) Good old Sondheim. He knew everything. He knew everything. He really did. He's got a quote for anything. But yeah, that's that's my babble. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope everybody had a good Samhain. Yeah, me too. I hope everybody's coming down safely from that lunar eclipse, which by now will have happened. Yeah, and then we have another one on the full moon, which is... Oh, 
Right. Yeah. You're talking about that one. Uh, oh, right. The I'm one. projecting us forward yes, in time. Yes, you are. You are. It happened it's... in, if you listen to this on this on the 8th, yeah. it happened yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> but if you're here in the real time, it happens tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Time means nothing. But I'm excited. Are you excited? I am. Um, I had to explain to a friend about the moon mm-hmm. and why it was such a big moon. And I was like, well... We're in Scorpio season. Uh, the m- moon's going to be in Taurus. It's the place you don't want chaos is in your home and your stability and your, you know. So it's just, it's going to be a big deal. So a lot of people do not do magic on eclipses. So I'm going to hold, since I have such great luck with eclipse magic, and I, that's me knocking on wood, <laughs> which is apotropaic magic by the way everybody that it doesn't fail me now yeah i also uh i've never really had an issue with eclipse magic Mm -mm. just because i come into most of my magic with a very here for a good time not a long time kind of attitude so i think that like eclipses and weird cosmic events are like i can hang with that energy that sounds fun yeah sometimes if you if you're not familiar with this Sometimes eclipse magic is chaotic and unpredictable. Particularly so, this one, I think. Yeah. And I think since I am all those things. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I took Conowin's advice and I looked up whether I had any eclipses or was born near or on an eclipse. Nope. Nope. No, I was born in December. The one around me was in October. So I don't know why, maybe because I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I've always, I, I love eclipse energy. I really, really do. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's all. That's all I got. Hey, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about chocolate. We're talking about chocolate. <laughs> we have so much to say about chocolate. It turns out I have a lot of feelings mm-hmm. about chocolate that I didn't realize I had. Do you want to head to the library? Let's do it. Library. Library style. Now, as we enter the library, I'd like to welcome some new folks to our library today. We'd like to say thank you to some of our new patrons. Yeah. Cole. Hello, Chrissy. Carolyn N. Hello, Taylor. Uh, Maya, but a different Maya than the one we have. So yeah. we have two Mayas have two now Mayas with different in spellings here. in Patreon now. <laughs> Casey Z. And Miriam yeah welcome everybody y'all we're so happy you're here so glad to have you oh my gosh also can we just take a moment to honor and be really appreciative for how many we just had to shout out like that's incredible it's really fun having you all there everybody and we also really not only appreciate your support by joining us there we we really appreciate your feedback and oh, your yes. interaction, and we're going to try to be doing more interactive events on Patreon, and Corey and I are still working that out. And, I'm still trying yeah. to get the hang of those intuition practices. Yeah. I have an idea. I'm going to yeah. record some today, but yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're doing intuition practice. I'm doing some meditations every once in a while. Uh, and I try, and I probably they probably feel bombarded because I did one with music, without music, uh, with the video, without the video, um, with the video, but not the music. Uh, so it's just like all oh, these little posts about the yeah, it's fun. the last one that I did. I love it. Yeah, it is fun. So thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you, and we still have classes coming up. You can join for a month. You can come and go as you please. You can also join that Swords All Access if you are LGBTQ, BIPOC, a single parent, uh, you know, financially distressed, a graduate student, you know, whatever. Just going through it. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. going through it. And it's 10 bucks a month and that gets classes. And Corey and I did talk about this. So I will say this, that we are going to start doing classes every month. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really fun. We're enjoying it. Yeah. Our trip, our triple, no, our mm. trilogy of classes yeah. that we're currently working on is so fun. It is. It's great. Yeah. Y'all are great. Okay. Let's talk about chocolate. Let's do it. Okay. So I, it turns out, 
<laughs> you have feelings. I know so much about chocolate. She knows so much about everything. I know so much. That's why my hair is so big. It's full of chocolate knowledge. I used to work at a cupcake shop. Oh, that's, I forget that and all the, the time. the cupcake shop I worked at was connected to the chocolate box, which is a chocolate store that does chocolate and wine. And I went to their cocoa tastings. I went to their drinking chocolate tastings. I went to their truffle tastings. I went to their classes. I listened to everything there is to know about chocolate. So I know a lot about chocolate. I also watch a lot of documentaries about chocolate, particularly the socioeconomic politics around chocolate. I, I just, I know a lot about chocolate, like a lot. And even in just that little bit, I'm now hungry and want chocolate and there is none in the house. What was I thinking? So maybe we should do a disclaimer. You may, if you like chocolate, crave chocolate after this episode Yeah, for non-magical purposes. You're welcome. I also, you know, love to eat chocolate. Yeah. And I, I also too. learned some stuff that I feel like I knew but now have context for that made me furious yeah. when I was researching for this. So we're just going to get into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start us off with uh, some etymology okay. and some science. That sounds great. Great. Uh, just on your being furious stuff, I have found, I don't know if you're all finding this, that the more I learn, the more furious I become. And it's not that, I, it, I shouldn't say that. The more I dig, the more <laughs> furious I I am training myself magically to rechannel that and use that for for my magic. So yes. if you feel that, just yeah, hang on to it and, and channel it. And remember that like binary is simple. It is so simple. Binary is easy. Mm -hmm. Learning and opening yourself up to new perspectives destroys binary thinking. It is the cube for me. I like to look at the cube. Yeah. And so when we get away from binary thinking, we get feelings mm -hmm. <laughs> and those feelings can be very frustrating but right now we're gonna talk yes. about science let's do it baby so the etymology of chocolate i have two the first one is theobroma cacao which is the latin which means food of the gods there's also zocolat which is the maya for well it just means like for Quetzalcoatl, which is a god. And it is got about 3,000 happy chemicals in it. I'm only going to name some that give it its sort of addictive, aphrodisiac, euphoric inducing kind of properties, which are anandamide, theobromine, Phenylethylamine, which is a confidence booster, and it makes you kind of feel like you're in love. Uh, Tetrahydrobetacarbolines. Oh Epicetochin, serotonin, not serotonin, different. Tryptophan and procyanidins. Those are just some of the things. Chocolate is a miracle, <laughs> I think. It's a miracle of science, certainly, because of fermentation. Mm. Fermentation was a huge movement forward for human beings. Beer, um, bread, wine, sauerkraut, sauerkraut, <laughs> preservation. Yeah. Right? Fermentation, huge for that. Cacao beverages have been traced as far back as 1900 B.C., in Chiapas, Mexico. The Aztecs of the 15th century associated chocolate with Quetzalcoatl, the god, uh, the feathered serpent, the wisest of men. And they liked to have it cold and with spices in it, like honey and cinnamon and things like that. The Mayans were the first on the chocolate scene, um, calling it chocolate, and they enjoyed it warm. Warm and toasty. I like it warm and toasty. It has been ceremonially and medicinally used since forever. I'm going to give you a very brief rundown of how chocolate is made. Okay. okay? Before you do that, yes. I also want to say it's been used for forever once it started to get around the world and so many cultures. Yes. 
yeah. started to use it at some point after something else we'll talk about. Yeah. So <laughs> like it's, it's been used since time immemorial in South America. Yeah. And then the second it hit the scene everywhere else, they were like, oh, this shit's magic. Like it is. So it also has antioxidant properties and other things like that. So it is medicinally beneficial. It also makes you happy. Like, right? It makes me happy. It makes me happy. It's an excellent thing to have for your, like, cakes and ale after a ritual Mm -hmm. to, like, build your energy up and ground yourself. Anyway. And I'm a milk chocolate person. Oh, Tammy's a dark chocolate person. Are you a dark chocolate or? I, it depends. Yeah. It depends. Okay. It depends. Um, But chocolate is a long process. Okay. Okay. So what happens is you get the pod. You get the big cacao pod. And then you crack it open, and inside are these sort of slimy, big, fat seeds, kind of the size of ping pong balls. They look like big corn kernels almost. So they're these sort of covered in this white mucus, okay? And then they are fermented. It looks disgusting. It looks hella gross. It sounds disgusting. How do we ever find... I wonder sometimes. So if you were things. to just eat the ca- like the cacao, like the big slimy dude, bleh, gross. But through the process of fermentation and then processing through grinding, we get cacao nibs. And then to process that even finer, we get cacao like paste. We get cocoa. To dry that, we get cocoa powder. And then with additives, you get things like milk chocolate, white chocolate, which is not, I know, technically a chocolate. Don't at me. I (laughs) fucking know. Okay. But it is, it's all about the processing of it. So just remember the next time you have chocolate that the steps to get it to where it tastes good, there's a lot of steps. Oh, so many steps. There's a lot of steps. And just keep in mind who does those steps and where chocolate comes from. That's all I'll say about that. I have some associations, unless you want to hold off on that. I... I'm going to hit you with some chocolate associations. And then Dad is going to take it away with a little bit of context history-wise. And then I'm going to butt back in because I just have so much to say. <laughs> so chocolate is a feminine... Its elements is fire, depending on what you add to it. It can also have a little bit more going on, but chocolate on its own, fire. Uh, its planets are the earth and sometimes the sun. The planet, <laughs> the sign rather, she's a Scorpio, babes. Oh, yeah. And then the properties, the associations are love, lust, grounding, fun, prosperity, ancestor work, transcendence. Uh, and it's also associated with the night. So the tree loves the shade. Mm. And so it's it's often associated with nighttime. And it's also inextricably linked with death. So isn't that wild? Yeah, death in the <laughs> underworld specifically. So just And you yet know. what do we when we talk about what kind of magic we do with it? A lot. Yeah. I, 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 yes. yes. Remember that when we talk about it. <laughs> yes. So it has a lot to do with death and the underworld. And I think that's fascinating mm-hmm. because we talked a lot about in the underworld episode, all the different types of underworld. Mm-hmm. And since chocolate also is great for ancestor work, transcendence work, astral travel, it makes a lot of, it makes a lot of sense that Death and underworld magic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. Fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally wild. I have a very brief chocolate origins started in Latin America. I found the Incas, but it goes further back. Uh, it goes to the Mayans. Mm-hmm. And Corey and I chatted about that. And then it was imported to Spain. And of course, it was very suspicious because of where it came from. So there was all this medical and surprise, surprise, religious, like, I don't know, it might not be that great. It was evil for a long time. Uh, and it, because it was used in its pure form when it was first introduced, so there was no what we have now, like if you go to the grocery store and you see those 
chocolate bars that say 55% cacao, 90%. It was in its pure form. People that loved it were also sometimes at danger of being poisoned. And either it would kill them or it would maim them. There's a rumor, I don't remember which king it was, I didn't write it down, that a mom poisoned her son this way so that he became addled in the brain, didn't kill him. He couldn't lead anymore so that she got to keep leading until she died. And I guess it's a fairly substantiated rumor. But the Mary Queen of Scots type. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to do a side note here that kind of has to do with chocolate because of some of the forms that we put it in. There are people that believe that spirits, a.k.a. alcohol, not not ghosts, that spirits are actually dead and poison and that they kill parts of ourselves as humans. When we drink spirits, it takes part of our life energy, our chi away. And you can find this in a lot of cultures. You can find it in Japan, Ireland, Africa. The very first place I ever discovered it was when I was researching hoodoo and voodoo. And that was a long time ago. And I was like, huh, that, that's, that's interesting. So I just want to say that because I've meant to say it like a year ago. <laughs> when I was doing this, I just find that very interesting. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I, I, I just, just like not, I mean, not now. You as in the other that. people out there. Yeah, you should see Corey's face right now. Like, huh, fuck that. It, just, it kind of sounds <laughs> teetotally. Doesn't it? It does, but it's all over. There are lots of different beliefs all over the world that believe that and not just, you know, Christianity. Because the first time I read it, I thought, oh, this is a Christian thought. It must be, but it's not. And so I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And then I have Peru, this great stuff on Peru, which I will not. I'm going to give you a little taste and then some resources so that you can go down the rabbit hole on your own. And we will say the resources. I have tons of websites that I looked at. But Peru, the offering to Mother Earth, and it is spelled in the language P-A-C-H-A-M-A-M-A. I believe that it is. That's cute. That sounds cuddly. Yeah, it totally does. I want to hug (laughs) And there's an entire article, I don't remember which one of my big list here, that talks about all of it, but I wanted to pull out the reading of the of the cocoa leaves. So the cocoa leaf is central in Cusco culture, where it has nothing to do with the drug derived from it. Okay. Yeah. People in cultures today still chew on them for like a buzz. Yeah. It has nothing to do with drug. It has... It has been used as an energizer for the Andean people who always had to face demanding work and weather. Also, it was a trade currency. For example, the Inca king used large amounts of it to reward his loyal people. I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> the reading of cocoa leaves is one of the most mystical and rituals also done by a genuine shaman. And they connect with the energies, the spiritual energies of Pachamama to Give and consult the best advice for present and future. And in all areas like family and financial relationships, all of that good stuff. And the shaman throws the leaves on a cloth in the middle of a special setting with statues of the Andean sacred animals, the llama, the cougar, and the snake. And I fell in love with this. There are so many other rituals that this site talks about that is a, it's, I think it's a Peruvian tourist site, actually, as I started to get into it. It was just so, 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 so cool. (laughs) And there's a whole nother article that I didn't have time to read uh, about Mama, Mama Cacao and the Inca goddess of the sea with strong connection to the lake. Titicaca. In Peru. So that's just my little tiny eensy weensy rabbit hole about cacao leaves. And now back to Corey. (laughs) I just want to make sure everybody knows that I was researching and looking up things and reading. And I was like, oh, we're going to have to pare this the hell down because I have a lot of things to say and a lot of feelings to talk about. So this is my sort of abridged 
version of all the things that I read. There's going to be a lot of uh, calls to action for you to research some things because I could not possibly, if we did a four hour episode, I could not possibly (laughs) talk you through the entire history of chocolate and its like social impact. So (laughs) let's talk about like how we use cocoa. Okay. If that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Great. You're hearing it in real time, folks. We're planning things out. (laughs) We're being proactive. Okay. (laughs) Like Detta brought up, mentioned, started us off on. Spain and their colonizing ass brought chocolate back to Europe. We don't need to get into all the bullshit that Spain did because we know. And if we don't know, we what class? Go do our homework. So. Just say the name Columbus. Okay. (laughs) Barf. So when it first came to Europe by way of the colonizing Spaniards, it was mistrusted deeply because, you guessed it, racism. What? I didn't know that existed, Corey. Racism. Let's not learn about that. Yes. Because it was, like Detta said, deeply mistrusted because of where it came from, because it was so mistrusted, that is a super easy line to draw. So the line between xenophobia and suspicion of witchcraft is short. (laughs) It's short. And also, there was a lot of, like, femininity surrounding chocolate. And women are what class? Poisoners, I guess. So, yes, there was just a lot of religious and medical, which those are the same fucking thing for a lot of history, uh, mistrust of chocolate. Because of racism, because of sexism, because of religious zealotry, all that good stuff. Now, it moves, not quite linearly, from being magic to being miracle. Mm-hmm. Three guesses why. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's because it started to make money. Partly. Also, Catholicism. Catholicism is witchcraft with a god hat on. It really is. It really is. And don't come at us. We know the actual, but but it is. But it is. <laughs> Incense. Transubstantiation. It's spell work. Anyway. What I would love for you to do, because I cannot possibly, objectively or otherwise, get into it here mm-hmm. with you because we will never leave. Yeah. And we have another episode to record. And we aren't even at the bonfire yet. I would love for all of you to please do a deep dive of the history of Catholicism in South America. Cool. Particularly chocolate, Catholicism, Guatemala. Those are your three keywords, okay? So Google chocolate, Catholicism, Guatemala. It's going to fascinate, Mm -hmm. it's going to frustrate, and it's going to infuriate you. Mazel tov, have fun. Guatemala has such a rich history of chocolate, and women using chocolate in magic, in medicine. It's incredibly powerful as a symbol and in practice. And the women who were persecuted by the church because of it deserve to be known about. I could do a whole, and I might do a whole thing on Patreon, just like a post talking about this, because I think it's important that these women, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this. Me. Me. And she knows everything about chocolate. No, but no. I know a lot about like feminist history yeah, in South America that makes me angry because once I start researching, I can't stop. So like I know a lot of weird shit about yeah. that. And I didn't know anything about this. And so if I don't know anything about it, there's got to be a lot of people that don't know anything about it. So we're going to try to spread the word about this thing. And like, I, I'm not an expert. And I'm going, basically what I'm going to do is post a lot of links and articles and books and distill what I have learned to sort of give you a little taste of what you can go learn because there's a lot to learn. And that's it for me for the library. Okay. (laughs) Sorry that it was so long. (laughs) No, that's great. That's a lot of great information. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Well, that's all I had for the library. So you want to head out to the bonfire? Let's get out there. I'm cold. Let's get out there. toasty. 
Okay, well, Corey was smart. She brought her own hot chocolate, and I forgot I, to do that. Yeah, I got a mocha today. I never get a mocha because uh, I don't like espresso. Fucks me up pretty bad. But oh my gosh! But I was like, I got you. Yeah, I gotta bring a chocolate yeah. drink. I'm gonna have to have one tonight. I think for sure, definitely. Uh, whatever that means, it's pretty delicious. Yeah. As we enter the bonfire, we're gonna talk about a lot of. Well, I don't know if we're gonna talk about a lot of different practices, but we are gonna talk about different practices. And I'm going to talk about Chocolat, the book and the movie. And I just want to share an experience that uh, Divine Hand Jim had at the Northwest Tarot Conference in Portland a couple weeks ago. He was the moderator for one of the panels that was going on. And there were two women who are both black. I think they're both from New Orleans, but I might be remembering that incorrectly. And they were doing a talk on hoodoo. And one of the women, the first thing she said was, so hoodoo is a closed practice and it is only for black people. And if you are not black, you may not participate. And the other woman who was also black said, and I just wrote a book about how hoodoo is for everyone. So it is not a closed practice. And if doesn't matter what race you are, you may participate in hoodoo. And they both laughed. And Jim said the panel was amazing. I don't think they were the only two on the panel. But uh, so I say that and tell you that story to kind of go back to what Corey said. I love the way you said that. It is an ancient and oh, sacred I practice. I haven't said that yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I got this from Corey. Then what <laughs> I, I really like what Corey is about to say. <laughs> we were talking about this before the episode because we have a lot of feelings about ethics and things mm-hmm. like that. You know this. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, is that no matter how you use chocolate in your own personal practice, Mm -hmm. keep in mind that specifically cacao ceremonies, they are ancient and they are sacred. Like Dada is saying, I did not say closed. I don't have the authority to say whether or not they're closed. I know that they are ancient and important and imbued with a lot of meaning. And so just be mindful, be mindful of sourcing for cacao, be mindful of who is leading the ceremony, be mindful of the intention of that. Mm-hmm. Is it being done in good faith? Is it being done in an appreciative manner, not an appropriative manner? Just always, always be mindful of that. Yeah. And, and that's what I wanted to bring up about cultural appropriation yes. and, and the fact that we need to remind ourselves all of the time that one race, one LG, one lesbian, one anything is not a monolith. Nope. There are lots of different people out there. And I thought this week, it, oh, so that means white people actually might have to do some code switching. And it's about fucking time mm. is all I could think about when I thought that to myself. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is hard. This is it's, really hard. It's hard. So if you are going to be respectful, you don't, you just don't know. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to ask. That's just our little ethical note yeah. on that. And that's not to scare you away. No, like, not Also, at all. keep in mind that hot cocoa and cacao are different. Yeah, they are. They're different. Look it up. Look it up, friends. They're different. Um, so, like, make your hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. Put your little Swiss Miss marshmallows in there. Do your ritual. Add a little Bailey's if you're feeling spicy. <laughs> but, like, just keep in mind, if you're using chocolate for ritual, however you use it, be mindful of sourcing. Obviously, sometimes you're balling on a budget. Yeah. But just, like, be thankful for it. Be thankful to it. And just be, you know, really aware. And one of the things I love about chocolate, I use it, I do use it in my own magic, not very often, but I do use it. I think I used to use it a lot more, but it's used. I mean, it's used in love magic. It's used in healing magic. And it's used in most often that pint of chocolate ice cream after a breakup. No, but it is used in comfort magic comfort and sex and sex I'm, and passion and fire. And there's a reason it's chocolate covered strawberries, not just yeah, strawberries. Yeah, exactly. So there are lots of rituals that even if you're not a witch, people are doing all the time Mm -hmm. with chocolate, all the time. One of my favorite things. Yeah. So my Auntie Linda used to go to Oaxaca every single year. And one year she brought back one of those really great uh, hot chocolate mixers, (gasps) the kind that's got like the bulb on the bottom and you like rub it between your hands to stir the chocolate. And usually around 
the winter solstice when things are dark and I'm feeling real tired and real sad, mm. I will make a batch of that with like really good Mexican chocolate and it just heals the heart, man. Wow. It just makes you feel better. It does make you feel better. It really does. It's those happy, happy chemicals, babe. I love them. Love them. Yeah. I use it in, I've used it in healing magic. Mm-hmm. Have you used it for? I use it mostly as a grounding and like a revitalizing after a hard ritual. Such a good grounder. Because it's sweet and bright on the tongue and it like, it's very much that exercise of like, what are five things you can see? What are like four things you can smell? It's very much that. But just like, what is the explosion of flavor happening in your mouth? Let's focus on that. Yeah. And it really good. It's really good for bringing you back. It really is to the yeah, like the like I almost just said mortal coil. I meant like mundane realm. <laughs> well, I I don't know. It is the mortal coil. I like that. It sure is. It sure is. But I, I, it's interesting. What did you find about the astral? Well, just that it's like it's used. So okay, I don't know if you've ever done a cacao ceremony. Mm-mm, I do not. I don't even know much about it. I'm excited to hear you talk do about you it. Remember earlier when I mentioned I've only ever had my brain be quiet one other time. That was the time yes. when we talked about what were we doing that we brought up chocolate, which is why this episode is happening. I don't remember anymore. I don't remember. We talked about chocolate in an episode. Yeah. And we were like, let's just talk about chocolate. So, yeah. So Corey mentioned then that oh, she'd yeah. done this cacao. I went to a cacao ceremony. Yeah. It was a combination cacao and breathwork ceremony. Oh, wow. And it's the like one time I've on purpose, like left my body and in that moment like my brain was so still and so quiet and it took me several days of like reflection (laughs) and like thinking about it and processing it but it's there are three thousand chemicals in chocolate (laughs) and when it's distilled down to this rich thick spiced warm, bittersweet drink. It's like, I've never done cocaine, but I imagine that's what it feels like Mm. because it just goes straight to your brain super fast. Wow. because Because it's got all those chemicals and it's like the purest, richest form of it, right? So immediately you kind of start to buzz. That's why it's important, friends, that you are careful in a safe setting and with somebody leading or guiding you that you trust. Because it is a tra- like a transcendent experience. And wow. I'm sure it doesn't always have to be that. But I definitely, if I had been in a place in my life where I was like trying to do astral work, I would have been doing it. Wow. I would have been doing it in that moment. So it's, it's an incredible experience wow. that I would love to have again. But... It's uh, the one other time that my brain is has just sort of shut up for a second. That's awesome. <laughs> Which is great. And what's wild is that it felt like it was three hours. But it was like Man. four minutes. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I had no idea what to expect. How long ago did you do this? It was before COVID, but like just. Because I went with my friend Emma. That's so cool. I hope you get to do it again. I hope so too. Yeah. I would I would like to do it in a more intimate mm-hmm. setting. Was this a large group? It wasn't a huge group, but it was a group. Yeah. Which also was great yeah. because the breathwork part of it with all those people breathing in yeah. like unison and, and in a rhythm and that does a lot for the chemicals in your brain. Yeah. So on top of the chocolate. <laughs> I would call this, we don't, I don't. We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I would call this higher magic, not sympathetic magic. 100%. And this is the kind of stuff that I am craving to talk about more and learn more about. So publishers out there, people do want to know that. People want to know beyond Witchcraft 101. Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. Yeah. How do you use chocolate for healing magic? I... Okay, for example, there's somebody in my life who for two years um, 
not my wife, so I can't mention their name, who was going through cancer. Oof. And it was more complicated, but if I tell you the complications, I could give away some personal information. Sure, sure. But let's just say it, it was, was complicated. It it was. It was rooted deep in ancestor and family. Sure. I don't mean to be, you know, vague, you but that's vague as vague as I can. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. And that doesn't mean that caused it. That's right. not what it means at all. Every time I did a healing <laughs> for her, I was I was wiped for oh, days yeah. and I went, I'm not doing something right. I'm not and I would do my usual thing. And so I brought chocolate into it for me first, just like you said, for the grounding stuff. So that happened at the end and it wasn't very much and it helped a lot. But then I just had this feeling somewhere, probably a divine talking. I started making offerings of certain chocolate every single time I went to do the healing. And boy, let me tell you, trying to put chocolate somewhere after spell work that you're not supposed to eat and that's safe for the animals is really hard, but it's doable. That's what happened. She's in remission right now. So we're hoping. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And she used Western medicine. Again, this is not medical advice. This is just an accompaniment. Subs- yes, it's just an accompaniment. Yeah. It is so funny that you say that because about the offerings, because mm-hmm. I recently have been this researching for this episode, being in the mindset of this mm-hmm. has unlocked a lot of stuff. And my daddy wants chocolate. Wow. And she wants that good spicy stuff. And <gasps> I have the chili to go, in it. I have to go to the like the good cinnamon and mm-hmm. chili. Like I have to go I have to go to the store and mm. I have to get the good stuff. Because it's cold in the underworld right now. It is. And she's probably cold. She probably is. And if the thing that you and I discussed, we're gonna be real vague here and I'm sorry, <laughs> but if the thing that you and I discussed earlier is in fact what's happening, I think he also wants chocolate. I think that they want to hang out and eat chocolate. Well, there you go. But we'll see. Maybe those have something to do with each other. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't. But who knows? So I've been like racking my brain for like what kind of chocolate I should be offering. Should it be drinkable? Should it be solid? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I have before, I don't know if you've ever done this, dipped the bottom of a candle in chocolate. No, I've never done that. So I you can, love that. If you melt chocolate, yeah, and which then you I love doing, and then you dip the bottom of a candle in chocolate, and you hold it still upright while it's hardening, it'll hold itself up, and then you can light it, and it'll come down. Does it smell good when it yes. burns? Oh, of course it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Of course it does. So that's a fun little, you know, thing yeah. you can do. Yeah, and you can do that with you know Hershey's chocolate or whatever mm-hmm. you have around. I have totally used it in love magic and stuff yeah. as well. Oh, and, yeah. and that I I I want to use that for love magic. I can't. That sounds That'd be fun, awesome. right? I'm going to design that spell. Throw a little might, cinnamon around the base. Oh yeah, I'm doing that. I want to do that Ooh. tonight. I, <laughs> Ooh. I probably won't. Well, since we're going there, yes. one of the um, I, I found a when I was doing this research a pagan ritual written by a pagan. Who calls it what it is, which is this, uh, I think it's really whimsical. He calls it a parody, and you can find it on, uh, damn it. That face, I love that face. Damn it. You can find it on the pagan site where he originates it, and I'll, I'll put that in, I'll have Corey put that on Instagram so you can find it, but also on FS unews.com story slash life and i'll put that in in there as well and it was talking about chocolate ritual initiates but on the pagan site you can find the actual spell and it includes like tootsie rolls and all this silly stuff and he said it's really a great way for people who are attending a ritual for the first time to kind of absorb it without all the crap that society has put on witchcraft Mm. So that they can actually see the structure of the ritual and get what it is. So it just, it's so whimsical and fun. And yeah, and I love that he like called it a parody. And it's a a parody of the charge of the goddess. So it's very, very Wiccan. But fun. But fun. Yeah. And then I wanted to talk a little bit. I know we did in that episode Mm -hmm. a little bit about Chocolat. I would love to do that. I guess, and Corey kind of disproves this. If you go on science places there's no proof supposedly that 
that chocolate physically helps depression. And I think that's bullshit. <laughs> it certainly won't cure it. No, it's not going to cure it. But the chemicals within chocolate yeah. do provide a boost. Yeah. And it's part of what Harris, um, Joanne Harris wrote the book Chocolat. And I've also discovered all these other books of her that that she has written that's in that same world that I have so much time that I haven't read them. <laughs> she talks about the fact that she, I'm going to read some of her words. She wanted to write about magic. And what I'm about to say, what she's about to say is I think what we say on the podcast all the time and what I think everybody who feels overwhelmed who feels stressed, who feels like, I don't have enough time, you know, whatever like that, that we all feel every, every, uh, you know, that, oh, fuck, it's the full moon. Thanks, capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Let me read her words. She wanted to write about magic and not the popular view, but about the magic of everyday things and the way that something quite ordinary can give the right circumstances, take an extraordinary properties. This really moves me. Vivane, who's the main character in Chocolat, in case you haven't read it, her belief in the supernatural seems dangerous and even sinister to Reynard, who is the priest of the town. And yet it's her very human qualities, her understanding and her kindness to others, which makes her what she is. And she is magic. And she does. I, that's me saying she is magic. And she, she does nothing which could not be achieved by purely ordinary means. And just a little bit of intention. So in your daily work, whatever you're doing, sending a letter, stirring your tea, which we do say a lot, that's an example, but cooking, but even like folding laundry yeah. that you have to, well, some of us have to do. And all of that, vacuuming the floor, you can you can find that place for magic. And she does in simple pleasures, you know, drinking a cup of hot cocoa. It's accessible for everyone. When I read that, I was just like, yeah. But what I really love about Chocolat, one of the things I love, there are so many lessons in, or the moral of the story, if you want to call it a moral. One of my favorite about Chocolat, one of my favorite in Chocolat is the live and let live, mm. at least from one side. So Vivane, she comes in during Lent, Catholic Lent. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that's 40 days of giving something up and used to be you would give everything up. You don't say, I think still, you don't sing hallelujah, which you don't get to sing that until Easter. And she comes in, she opens up this chocolate place and uh, much to the priest's dismay and horrific, oh, actually, I apologize. It's not the priest. It's the mayor. It's the mayor. Uh, my bad, my bad. He just writes the stuff for the yes. priest <laughs> all the time. I remember and, that part. To, yeah. This is, I promise it's related. Yeah. Where he's in his office and his, mm. his like secretary comes in and mm. brings him like a scone and some tea and is like, are you not supposed to eat something? Oh. Like, are you not supposed to eat something? You can't just starve yourself to death, no. dude. And he's a very, very pious, very strict, very pious man. And he, so he Repressed, starts to get. Say. Yes. And we see that. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't rally back against him. I think she like you said, she only gets mad at him once. Mm -hmm. And instead, she just keeps living and let living. And she even out of respect decides not to have the big chocolate festival that she wants to have until Easter. And a lot of other things happen, but it's just she is still living her life and yet being respectful. She's going to wait and do the big thing until honoring his and a lot of the townspeople, but not all of the townspeople, believes. And I love that subtle little lesson. And there are so many lessons in this book. One of them that Joanne specifically was going for that she talks about is redemption. Mm -hmm. You were going to say something, I think. Well, I was just, I wanted to say to the folks who maybe haven't seen this movie yet. Yeah. It did come out now a long time ago. It did. Jesus it did. Criminies. First of all, Alfred Molina. Ugh, Amazing. So much. Carrie's in it from, or Trinity, if you know uh, her Carrie from the Moss is in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Julianne Binoche. Oh. Whom I adore. Yeah, keep in mind, it is time period appropriate and situationally makes sense, but there is the G-slur in this movie. But it's used it's, by the people who... It's by both, but yes. Yeah, it's by the Romani people. So if that is going to uh, be upsetting to you, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Like I said, it's of its time, mm -hmm. like time period of the film. 
mm-hmm. not the actual like when it was made, but the time period that the film takes place in, it makes sense. Um, but if that's going to be a bummer to you, keep that in mind. There. Oh, I was going to look to my bookshelf, which is no longer my bookshelf. <laughs> there's a there's a book on the Romani people uh, that was suggested to me by a listener that I've read. I'm blanking on the name of it, which is why I was going to look over there. It's yellow, and I'll find out. And it talks about the G word a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she wrote this back in 1995. Mm. And the Romani people still use that word yeah. for themselves. They're it's allowed. Just, and they are allowed. And I don't know if Joanna is, but I suspect she is. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is it's <clears throat> not for me. Yeah, it's there. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah. And the other fun thing, because yes. I want to bring this back to magic. Yes. And then I promise I'll. Um, is that Vivain is um is the main character oh. and the town, which I don't remember the name of, the village is not existent, but Joanne Harris as a child used to go to the town that does exist called Vivain. Oh I know. And cool. she named the main character who is magic and needs to make peace with her daughter and her mother. She named it after that place, and I just I'm just falling in love with Joanne Harris. There's a lot of really great stuff in this uh, movie. Yeah. I'm sure in the book, but I haven't read it. But in the movie, at least about healing generational trauma and generational pattern. Yes, that's... And like still honoring your heritage, but also forging your own way. Exactly. And not passing that trauma on to and, and that is one of the reasons that one, Vivane does this. Mm-hmm. And also one of the reasons that Joanne wrote it, because her daughter was three years old at the time when she started to write this. And she realized that she had ancestral stuff that she absolutely oh, needed to heal. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, I said I'd bring it back to magic. That is also one of the reasons that it is a magical book because we do that kind of work. And now's the time. Now's the time, baby. If you're listening to this in real time at all. Um, and if you're not, uh, Samhain. Now's, now's the time <laughs> yeah. for you and It could be. It Who might knows? be. Maybe you're hearing it right when you're... And that book, I think, goes a long way to just finding... I, I think fiction sometimes... We get messages even more clearly than when we read a witchcraft book. Not always, but sometimes. It's almost like storytelling is I, important. I don't know. What's that? But see, I do believe that nonfiction does do storytelling. Oh, sure. They absolutely do. It's but, impossible to be objective. Yeah, no. Yeah. But it's, yes, but of course you're right. But it's, and, it's fun. and it sticks hard. It yeah. sticks. Also, the film. Oh. We all know that I'm like, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of hedonist. We know this. It is it is sensually oh yeah a treasure oh watching them eat watching that par- them there's a party crush the beans <gasps> after they've been roasted oh that's the step i forgot earlier fermentation oh. and then roasting oh right 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 <laughs> important <laughs> but uh the roasting helps release the flavors it's like when you're trying to give someone directions to somewhere you've been a million times, and unless you're in the driver's seat, you could not possibly tell them. Mm-hmm. That's how it is for me in chocolate. Because I just, it's in my brain, so I forget stuff. But like watching them crush the beans and watching them temper the chocolate. Yeah. Oh, God, I could watch people temper chocolate all day, uh, which is why I picked the spark I picked for today. Ooh, well... Speaking of sparks, do you want to go set them up? Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to you. I could pontificate about chocolate. I know we forever, could, so we could. Yeah, <laughs> and I love chocolate a lot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's let's, let's go. go send up some sparks. Okay, I did forget one thing: uh-huh. trick or treating. <gasps> trick or treating for chocolate is a way giving out chocolate has become a way to ward off the tricksters so yes chocolate is also sometimes used as a ward people forget that it's trick or treat it is it's a threat it is a threat it's not a request give them the candy it's a threat give them the candy give me a treat (laughs) or you will be tricked Mm -hmm. that's what it means (laughs) do you want to go first sure yeah yeah, go for it i want tiktok too much one might argue one of my favorite creators right now is this guy whose handle is at Midnight Chocolates, and it's spelled M-I-D-N-I-T-E. His tagline is the chocolate chocolatier. He's just this beautiful black dude who makes chocolate. But he he's this incredible, incredible artist of chocolate. He founded his company, Midnight Chocolates, 
and he's also the pastry chef at a hotel in Dallas, and the stuff that he makes is so beautiful. And I love it because you can watch him make this chocolate, and it's so clear that he loves it. It's his passion. This is like beautiful, small batch, homemade, clearly made with love in a tank top and sweats in his kitchen. <laughs> and like, it is so God, soothing. somehow you just made that sexy. I, it is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, I don't know if he's trying to make it sexy, but it is. Yeah, you said sweat, sweatpants and a tank top. And, and it's, uh, hire me to do the audiobook for your spicy fiction. <laughs> but actually, and it's just, it's beautiful. But it's clearly a passion that comes through so clearly. And it's so fun to watch. I don't know. I just think you should all go check him out. It's Midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E, chocolates.com or at Midnight Chocolates on TikTok and on Instagram. I'll make sure to link to his Instagram when I post about the episode. My spark is like water for chocolate the, oh. <laughs> the book <laughs> you can watch the movie go for it uh you absolutely can the reason that i'm shouting out the book is because it has recipes in it and they are amazing and they wrap in the mm, they wrap in her intention mm -hmm. aka the spell work, work. <laughs> and and i just i it is such a magical book you all i saw the movie first and then i obsessively read the book like three or four times you know in a couple of years it is just so very beautiful and at the top of every chapter there's a there's a recipe so i want to shout that out and i also want to shout out and just a reminder that we're in Samhain season season but the fact is on the other part of the world they're in summer baby they are and so at all times on this planet we are dealing with sex and death and sex is a beautiful wonderful thing like water for chocolate. It's really passionate. There is death in it. There is death in it. There is sex, sex in, in it. it. <laughs> At least once. I read that for a book report when I was too when I was too young to be reading that for a book report. Da -da. I was in elementary school. Did you I was in sixth grade? Did you do the book report? And uh -huh. Did what they say? Well, I oh my god! Here's what happened. <gasps> oh I sort of glossed over some stuff. Did you now? <laughs> but did the teacher know the book? Uh, the teacher did know the book. Oh yeah. And so when I was reading it, I kind of this is a audio medium, but that is going to see my face. I did one of these, <laughs> and they were like, "Go ahead." And like, okay. <laughs> And so I did it, and I I I had my mom proofread it, obviously, mm -hmm. to be like, is this okay? And she was like, yeah, this is perfectly appropriate. You're fine. And um, Your mom's the best. I definitely did a little bit. I did a sort of verbal version of the camera pans away and the curtains blow kind of thing. But it, I was too young to read that book, probably. But it was good. That's awesome. It was good. Also, if you would like to, you can find it in Espanol. You can, and you can find it on Overdrive if you are an ebook reader and at the library. It is very accessible. And if you're a Kindle reader, or which I do have to do sometimes, but also found it someplace else for like ten ninety five if you want to buy it. Oh, if yeah. You do audiobooks. Yeah. It's really good. And the movie's great, too. It's around. What we're saying is yeah. you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Hey. This was fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Thanks, everybody. Chocolate. Oh, I love chocolate. <laughs> I hope it brightens your day, whatever. You know those, you know that, those round that ones day. that what? are like divided into triangles and they're like this thick and they're kind of What pretty. are you talking What? Those chocolates. Have you ever had no. those? No. Oh, there's this brand that makes, I think it's Oaxacan chocolate and they're like round and they're like broken into triangles. You can like, they're perforated. So you can I break have them. never seen these. And you can either eat them or you oh. can melt them into cocoa. Oh my gosh. And they've got that like sort of gritty, almost sand, like sugary. Mm. So good. Go eat some chocolate, everybody. Go have some chocolate. And we'll see you next time. Until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget that you are magic.
Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.